Welcome to the Irish Sooner. I'm Jalen Posey. And I'm John Opila. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore Sooner. And there, you can stay up to date on all of our current and future content, featured guests and friends of the show, and college football analysis. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. Now, with that being said, let's get it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Irish Sooners, JP. And Opie. JP, how you doing, man? I'm I'm good, man. I'm alright. Uh it's it's been a crazy week. Uh definitely sucks that oh you didn't play this week and so you know it's kinda kinda different for me too, uh, in that regard. And yeah. Um and I'll say this real quick too. I know we kinda talked about it off camera, but um for our listeners who don't know, I had a I had a uh, I, he he was a friend, but really uh, a very close friend of one of my, of one of my best friends passed away from cancer uh, last Monday, uh, and we had his funeral Sunday, and that was you know really really tough. See my one of my best friends like that, um, and you know it just reminds me how short life is. And uh, like I told you before, Opie, I think I'm just grateful to have you as a brother, and you know to be even doing this with you, and it's it's important that you know we tell the people that are in our lives, how important they are. And it's easy to assume that they know, right. you know, but you just, it's always better to, to make sure that they know while they're still here. Cause you, you really just never know when things are going to happen sure. and when life is going to happen. And I, again, I know he's in a better place. Like I genuinely know that and he's not in pain anymore. Right. And that's great, but it just, you know, it still is a sucky situation. Right. No, I appreciate you and I love you and definitely glad that I've gotten to know you over the last several years and, get to become your brother and have you be mine and just get to do life with you. So I really appreciate you and I love you. Facts, bro. Big facts. So, uh, yeah, man, it's just, you know, football and that. So it, it you know, I am in a good place. It was, it was, you know, like I said, tough, but I'm good now. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully, you know, OU will get a, get a dub against TCU. That's the hope. Um, at this point, but uh, Notre Dame, man, they they look kind of sluggish against against Louisville. What, what you think about that, Oops? You know, a bad win is still better than a good loss. That's fair. So I will take a twelve to seven win over Louisville, who just lost to Georgia Tech, who turned around and got smacked by Clemson, seventy three seven. Um. But, I don't know, it was interesting that that was the way the four-game homestand ended at Notre Dame Stadium. Um, oh, y'all haven't played on the road yet. We're, no, we're 4-0 and and we've played four home games. Our one scheduled road trip was to Wake Forest, and it got canceled because of COVID. Or it got moved to December. Hey, are you playing mostly home games this year? No, we just have a fairly road-heavy back half. Like, we're okay. on the road this week, on the road the week after. Four of, our five ne- four of our next five games are on the road. That's tough. But it's at Pitt, at Georgia Tech, at Boston College, and at UNC. With the game in the middle being Clemson. 
So, uh, at this point, if we go three and two over that stretch, that's about all we can ask for. I uh, yeah, that Clemson game, and you know, I've been saying all along from the jump that that Pittsburgh game scares me. Yeah. So I'm not sure what to expect this weekend. Yeah. But uh, I'll miss the first part. I mean, of the hey, game I, I think with work, but yeah, I'll catch. You I think you guys are farther week. along. You know, I think you're farther along than, I mean, rankings wise. I mean, you may not think that I test wise, but you know, I think if we we're gonna if we're on it, gonna be honest with ourselves, like two, three months ago, four months ago, when we we're in the middle in the middle of, of the podcast, like talking about this year. If you were going to tell us October, what's today, the 20th, 21st? 21st today. If you're going to tell us October 21st, Oklahoma is going to be unranked and Notre Dame would be number three, we would probably both be looking at each other like... Yeah. Mm, right? Like, right. Uh, you, you would assume yeah, that Notre Dame probably would have been... Oklahoma yeah, you probably would assume Notre Dame would have been top ten. And you would have assumed Oklahoma probably still would have been top five, right? Um, potentially, like that, because not not the games that scared me were Texas, Oklahoma State, um, and maybe Iowa, I and Iowa State. And again, Iowa State beat us. Kansas State beat us too. Um, and I'll, like I said, I'll get in into that more later during my piece. But yeah, man, I I think that uh, it's cool to see Notre Dame at. And number three, and a lot of y'all don't know, I get, you know, we, we went to this, not we, my wife went to this little thrift shop here in Indiana and we got, we got Opie a little Notre Dame merch. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to ship that to him out here pretty soon. Appreciate that. But, uh, number, number three team in the land, man, you gotta be feeling all right. I mean, it feels good. It's a, it's a pleasant surprise. We'll say that at the, yeah. at the very least that yeah. I did not expect to be in the, picture of the college football playoff on October 21st if the season wants to end today. And, you know, what's good for you, I think, Opie, is this is the year you guys can potentially, even with a loss, like, normally Notre Dame with a loss, we don't know, right? But even with a loss, I think there's a potential for you guys to, and you have have to tell me this, I don't know if if they put you in, like, a division specifically or if this just they're just gonna do top two teams from ACC this year. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but regardless, you have an opportunity to get to a championship game, right? Right. And have an extra data point that you wouldn't normally have. So if you're you're twelve one Notre Dame, they can't say like, oh, well, that's Notre Dame. Like you know, there's sch- no like you guys have played a conference schedule this year. You're gonna play probably two top fifteen teams as it relates to. Um, North Carolina, unfortunately, if North Carolina was still been undefeated, that might have been better for you, but they're still going to be ranked. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're going to play North Carolina and you're going to play Clemson, who's number one team in the land. So, I was going to say, and even if we play Clemson and happen to lose, look at what happened with Georgia and Alabama last week. Georgia mm-hmm. loses and drops all the way from three to four. Like, that I don't know if you you can recover from that. That's a huge drop. If y'all go undefeated until Clemson and you barely lose and you drop more than five spots 
you need to write, not even more than two spots, you need to write the NCAA. I mean, I'll just have you go down to the headquarters for me. You're right down the street. Bruh, I've already been planning on doing my own little protest because what they do to Ronnie Perkins, Trajan Bridges, and Ramondre Stevenson, ridiculous. Yeah. They're supposed to be appealed by now. But again, I digress. I, I could spend three hours on that one. So, I just had a random thought, completely out of left field. But your boy Spencer Jones... TikTok star. Mm. And I was scrolling through the For You page tonight, and I come across Spencer Jones asking his Oklahoma teammates how many 12-year-olds they could fight without needing backup. (laughs) And I don't remember who all it was. I remember the last one is Creed Humphrey, and Creed Humphrey said he could fight 38 to 40 12 year olds without needing any sort of backup I could I could definitely see Creed doing that and he like thought this out for a long time before and he like explained his thought process behind it I was like I don't know what I'm watching I meant to send it to you but yeah yeah Yeah. that reminds me of Elijah Elijah told me that one time he said I think I could take about five to six fourth graders. He was like by myself. He was like, and he like playing it out. He said, I would trip this one. I'd knock this one clean out. Like, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I forget who it yeah. was. But the guy before Creed was like, you know, I could probably get like 20 to 30. But the first couple, you got to get a nice clean shot to the jaw. Just knock them straight what? out. Did he have a number? I was like, I don't know what's going on in that. Norman Locker. Did he have a number on Opie? What? That guy? Did that guy have a number? I don't remember. They're all just sitting in the locker room. I'll have to see if I can find it later and I'll send it to you. Or I'll see I'll see if gotcha. I can find it right now actually. Yeah. Mm. But well, uh Opie, if you don't have anything more to say about uh Louisville and Notre Dame, then we'll move on to our next segment. No, I mean, I think before I say something really dumb, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and cut it off. But, uh, you know, like I said, a win's a win. Thanks. They ran the ball pretty well. Looked sharp overall as a unit. Um, like I said, they ran the ball well. Offensive line looked sharp. Not a ton of penalties. Um, defense, obviously, looked outstanding. Pitched a shutout in the first half, only allowed seven points in the second. Uh, Ian Book still needs to get better throwing the football. Had a nice touchdown scramble, made a move. Dove from about four yards out, went full Superman, reached for the pylon mm-hmm. and got it. But throwing the football still an issue. As I've said for a while now, yeah. he is not ready to take that step to the next level as a quarterback. But anyways, I digress. A win is a win. The Irish are 4-0. They're still the only undefeated team in the history of all teams playing conference football. So add that one still in the columns of history, but we can move on. For sure, for sure. And I I get that and like I you know, I think we both you know, we you would have talked about it three months ago. I don't I don't think we would have been sitting here thinking Notre Dame's number three and 
like we said before, and uh, that Oklahoma is unranked. So, you know, you got to be, you got to be, like we said earlier, happy about that. Um, and hopefully moving forward, uh, the AP poll will not be crazy. And uh, if you guys do lose, to, end up losing to Clemson, and hopefully if it's a close game, you don't drop that far, just like Georgia only dropped to four. So, Right, I was going to say, I mean, Georgia lost to Alabama. That's a huge loss. They fell all the way from three to four. I don't know if you can, like, turn your season around after that. That's that's a lot to overcome, Yeah. that dropping one spot. But, you know. For sure. We'll see what they can do. It's going to be tough for Kirby Smart and the boys, but I think they have the skill to bounce back from dropping all the way to number four. For sure. Yeah, um... For those of you who can't tell, I'm obviously a little bit of sarcasm in my voice there, but just a hint, just a hint, Opie. I didn't, just a know. hint. I never took you in a sarcastic but, guy, but no way. <sighs> I mean, yeah. If you would have told me a couple months ago that on October 21st, uh, Notre Dame would be in the college football playoffs, and Oklahoma is currently projected to play in the Cheez It Bowl against North Carolina, <laughs> like. Would look at you like on. you were dumb. No, like I, I literally just pulled it up. It says Cheese It Bowl right here. Against who? North Carolina. Uh, okay. I mean, so they must think you can come back. You know, I really want to play Arkansas. That's who I really want to play. Because they're not have they're they're actively looking decent, you know, a little better. And if they can get if they can lose only to Alabama and somehow beat LSU and go seven and three, I I would love that because I'd love to shut them hog fans up. I would love it. So I just decided to type in Notre Dame, see where they were projected to go here. This is uh, 24-7 sports, by the way, for anybody who wants to check this out. Any any, just half an idea here, Jay, as to where Notre Dame might be projected to go? Um, was this – was this – this is now projections? Yeah. Uh, the Rose Bowl? It is a college football playoff game this year. It's not the Rose Bowl. Mm. It is the Cotton Bowl against the very prestigious Oklahoma State University and my doppelganger, Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy. Go Pokes. If that happens, you will be ridiculed all week at your job, probably. I was going to say, my job is literally over 50% I can't, Oklahoma State grads. I can't wait for Bedlam Or former week. Oklahoma State employees. When Bedlam Week comes, I'm just going to call you every day. And when you walk past somebody, I'm just going to scream, Boomer! <laughs> Absolutely. We'll just have you on FaceTime in my office all week. Absolutely. Anytime somebody walks by, you just have to start yelling, Boomer. But all right, we, we gotta keep this, we're trying to keep this one short, so we'll move on. Um, That's true. And we're we're gonna go through top twenty five. I know we haven't done it in a minute. Um, I, you know, like I said, this has kind of been a a crazy couple of weeks. We actually were gonna put one out um, last week, but I jacked the audio week. up. Me and Opie believe it was probably one of our best ones. We had my dad on for a little bit. Um, it's not a lost I mean, episode. It doesn't get any better than having Lavester on the show. Uh, and we're gonna do it again. We will. He's probably asleep right now. We'll get him back. He's asleep right now, but 
We'll, we'll get him. We'll get him back. Actually, he might not be asleep right now. He might be at work. He's probably at work. Never mind. Hey, I mean, but, he's a good man. You know, great man. Great man. Love, love the guy. Got to. We'll get, we'll get him on the show at some point. <laughs> we it'll happen again. But yeah, it's our lost episode. I'll try to fix the audio. See if we can get it back. I think up. somebody did list him in our uh, our dream guest segment on Twitter dot com. Uh, there had to have been a Lovester reply in there. It had to have. Had like, to have. There's no way you list your favorite people, and it's not. And, and the Western Post is not in that list. It's. Uh, come on. You, you gotta. You gotta find some somebody somewhere. Must have said it. I. I'd be Period. shocked. I'd be shocked. But uh, yeah, we're gonna go through top twenty-five, and better. No better week to do it than when the Big Twelve and Mountain West are back. Uh, a lot of Big Ten teams, or, or excuse me, not Big Twelve, Big Ten. Teams are in the top twenty-five, and so it'd be good to preview those matchups. Isn't back, but <laughs> yeah, mm. Mm. lots to say about that one. But we are uh, excited to also just really quickly detail uh, Notre Dame versus Pittsburgh, and then OU versus TCU, and then we'll get on out of here. And we'll hear, really quick before we get into that, real, real quick, real quick, real quick. I just want to say. For all you Baker Mayfield haters out there, like Stephen A. Smith and Marcus Spears and Ryan Clark, y'all can just just shut. Like Baker is not doing well, and I'm not gonna be the I'm not gonna be the one to sit here and say, oh, he's he's you know he he has no blame. It's not his fault. But here's what you have to understand, Opie. Like everybody agrees. That last year, Freddie Kitchens was a disaster, correct? That's mm. consensus. Okay, so we go from him being a top 50 player in the NFL, rated by his peers rookie year, breaking the rookie touchdown record held by Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson, to a terrible second year. And everybody's like, oh, we don't know, we don't know. He's got to prove it this year, his third year. He has a brand new system in a in a franchise that is historically incompetent finally probably gets it right with the GM and the head coach it's a pandemic year it's a COVID year he's learning a whole new system after he was just in an atrocious regime why is he being judged so hard and I get it he's the number one pick and I think that's where it falls is because like if he if he had been the number 25th pick the 25th pick maybe it's different Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's number one. They're like, well, number one pick should be able to overcome that. But I just still think that's ridiculous. Jared Goff didn't have to. Right? Or, or excuse me. He he True. he did have to. Excuse me. Jeff Fisher was terrible. You got him with Sean McVay. What happened? Right? Like, it's all right. It, I, I just get frustrated because I feel like people don't have nuance. And they're like, oh, Baker's just doo-doo. I don't think that that's true. I think he's shown enough that he's not doo-doo. His highs are high. But his lows are low, as somebody put it. So, at some point, you're going to have to get things out of him. I just had to get it off my chest. I'm sorry, Opie. I just had to get it off my chest. It's all right. It's a lot shorter than I thought this rant was going to be. I told you. I'm... I know pre-show, when you told me you had a little, some Baker conversation to bring up, I told you I thought it was going to be a 35-minute rant. And you did keep it pretty close to the two minutes that you said you would. So I appreciate it. I did well. I've I've been talking about this all week and arguing with people on Twitter. So I I've encapsulated what I've wanted to say pretty well. 
As as Chris would say, you and that damn burner account. Mm, Whatever. I just (laughs) for me, a burner account is something that you say crazy stuff on that that you have less followers on because you say crazy stuff and you just pick fights with people for no reason. That's not what I'm doing with that account. I can make a burner account. I can. But I have a comment. I'll keep it until we get off there. <laughs> I I think you know who it might be about. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yep. We yeah, yep. we're we gonna keep that off air. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Oh man. You are something else. Alright, we gonna go we gonna roll through these games real quick. Uh first we got Friday night, uh, the 23rd, the Big Ten opener, Illinois versus Wisconsin. Open, who you got winning that one? Got to go Badgers. Illinois pulled off the upset last year, I believe it was, but Wisconsin's coming back yeah. at home, and I'll go Wisconsin 31, Illinois 10. Okay, so you think Wisconsin's going to cover the spread then? They're, they're uh, negative 20. Do. Twenty point favorites, yeah, and I, I would agree. They'll okay. barely do it, but they'll they'll get it. Yeah, I would agree. I think Wisconsin, uh, perennial Big Ten powerhouse. I mean, especially against Jim Illinois, I think they'll they'll come out. Now we'll have to see, right? Like it, it's tough because you not that they're going to do what Iowa State and Kansas State did, right? Iowa State and Kansas State are now both ranked in the top twenty, and they're both three and one after having atrocious losses to start the year. And I think you just have to be careful, yeah. right? About about judging teams based off of that of the first game of the year in a pandemic, so we'll see. I I do think Wisconsin will um, steamroll Illinois. I'm gonna say uh, thirty three to seven. Say, that loss to Notre Dame really changed the Notre Dame or the Iowa State culture. Hey, just one. Matt Campbell's a know. talented coach. So, all right. I have no facts to back that up, but that's just what I'm gonna throw hey. out there. All right, next we got four and Coastal Carolina coming in number twenty five versus Georgia Southern. Uh let's go with the Coastal Cant- Carolina Chanticleers. Uh, thirty four twenty seven. Okay, thirty four twenty seven. You said. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go uh, with Coastal Carolina too. I, I've seen. A little bit of, um, you know, their highlights. I haven't watched a full game or anything like that. Uh, I know their quarterback is a baller. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to see if I can find his his stats. I may not be able to. The Grayson McCall, yeah. 59 for 87, 930 yards, 11 touchdowns. How many picks? Does not say right on here on the players to watch. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm sure he probably has minimal. So, again, kid, kid is doing great things. Um, keep it, you know, Coastal Carolina beat Kansas, which I know everybody's like, oh, but it's still a power five school. So, um, you got you got them their props. So I'm gonna say Coastal Carolina, uh, twenty eight. I'm gonna say Georgia Southern seventeen. I mean, Coastal Carolina also has a few great mullets on that team, so it's tough to pick against them too. Mm-hmm. The Oklahoma is really coming out here right the now. The mullets. I'm sure you've seen I'm sure you've seen your fair share. Between here and Georgia? Come on now. Here, Georgia, 
Corpus Christi, Texas. I mean, we've seen we've seen South Florida. We've seen it all. Well, there is no mullets in South Florida, but mm. huh. other parts of Florida. All right, next we got the Battle of uh, Kansas against Kansas State in Kansas. Uh, I fully expect Kansas State to whoop up on Kansas. Kansas own four. I don't know how long they're going to give Les Miles, and you can't again. You cannot blame him for this year. It's a crazy year with COVID. This is his second year, so you know this is probably just a wash. But uh, I, I'm taking Kansas State all day in this one. Uh, I don't think they're going to cover the spread because I just think that you know in a rivalry game anything can happen. But I'm going to say twenty-eight to um, we'll go twenty-eight ten. Um, and you know, real quick, I, I I need Kansas State to lose uh, three games in conference, and it's getting it's getting tough here. Um, uh, Texas could still beat them. Oklahoma State could still beat them, and I would need Iowa State to beat them as well. Um, if that happens and OU wins out, we have a chance of being the Big 12 championship. Uh, but we'll, we'll just have to see. I would say I'll take Kansas State as well. I uh, really haven't seen a lot of them in action, but I'll go Kansas State 17, Kansas 14. I think it'll be a little bit closer. I think Les Miles gets them fired up for a rivalry game. Yeah, now I I get that Opie, and I don't know if you've seen this news, but they're the best probably the best player on their team just opted out last week. Well, Puka Williams. I made the selection, but no, I just I just wanted to now I start to regret to share it. that fact with you. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll stick with my seventeen fourteen. Hey, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure you had all. I your mean, I put it on the record. Little uneducated of a guess, but hey, hey here we that's go. What, that's what you do in predictions. That's what all the TV pundits do. So, why that's not true. us? All right, next, uh, North Carolina uh, and NC State. Another another big another rivalry big rivalry game. game. North Carolina coming off that uh, incredible loss to Florida State, which nobody saw coming. Um, god awful Florida uh, State team. Yep, at that. just a god awful Florida State team, and you know people in Texas say, "Well, that's why we don't miss Mac Brown because he underperforms." But Mac Brown has been doing way better with less of a program. So hush your mouth, Texas fans. Uh, I'm gonna take North Carolina. We're gonna go 31 to 14 in this one. I think I think they're gonna get back on track here. I was gonna say it's they're gonna bounce back from a, a big bad loss. And I think they'll uh, come back strong. We'll go 34 to 21 Tar Heels. 34-21, you said? Yep. Yeah. You sticking with that as your, your final prediction? Yeah, I'll stick with cool. that. Sorry. Uh, I think that you... Um, cut out a little bit, so I just wanted to double check. Um, all right, gotcha. next we have uh, a game. I'm sure a lot of people be tuning into Ohio State versus Nebraska. Ohio State. This, yeah, not even a question. Right. Um, I, was, I love Scott Frost, but Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State. It's not going to be close. I'll pick them to cover the spread, too. 
But yeah, I think it'll be, I think mean, it's gonna be forty five ten. That's what I'm gonna say. Forty five ten. Yeah. I was thinking thirty eight ten. So we're right in the same ballpark. Yeah. But yeah, love Scott Frost, but Ohio State's gonna wax the floor. Absolutely. Not even a question. All right, uh, Clemson and Syracuse again. Clemson is going to obliterate them. Can, There's no other. Can we just take a second here? What's up? And appreciate what the spread of this game is. Oh, I was about to say the same thing. Is a forty-six point favorite in a conference game. That's insane, dude. That also should probably six points. Does that? Do you think that tells you how how good Clemson is or how bad the ACC is? A little yes. bit of both. Yes. A little bit of They're both. They're favored by six and a half touchdowns. That's insane. That's insane. And it's not like Syracuse is... Uh, I'm trying to think of... They're not playing Manchester University. It's not like they're going against Indiana Wesleyan. Like, it's still an ACC opponent. Nonetheless, it is Syracuse. Yeah. But 46 points? Um, I don't know if they cover that spread, but then again, they did just beat Georgia Tech by 70. <laughs> Let's go Clemson 51, Syracuse 24. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go... Clemson 52, sorry, I can't do math. Clemson 52, you said? Yeah, 52-24. Okay, I'm going to go Clemson 56 and Syracuse 10. I okay. I don't think that – I think that Clemson gets close to covering that spread. I know it's crazy, but Syracuse is 1-4. Clemson just obliterated Georgia Tech, who I'm not sure Syracuse is that much better than. Um, That's fair. So we'll see. Um, I just have a feeling it's going to be tough to put up those same numbers again this week. Yeah. But I don't know. It is in, it is in Death Valley, though. True. So true. All right. Well, if it was in the carrier dome, it would be a little bit different. Let's roll. Let's roll through these next couple ones here, so we're not taking forever. We can just talk about. Maybe we can just say if we feel like they're going to cover the spread or not. Uh, Georgia and Kentucky are done or postponed. Missouri and Florida is postponed. Florida needs to get their crap together. Um, <laughs> COVID wise. Um, Marshall number twenty two. Marshall's four zero. Uh, plays Florida Atlantic, who's only played one game thus far. Um, and Marshall is put at a seventeen point favorite. You think they're gonna cover their spread or no? Uh I don't know. I think the lane train's gonna keep it moving, but I do think Marshall comes close. I think they win by two touchdowns. Also, quick shout out to our guy Justin Perry. Just had his first son earlier this evening. Shout and out. And Justin is a huge Marshall fan. The only Marshall fan I've ever met in my life. So, shout out to Justin and the birth of his first son. Shout out, Justin. Did you say Lane Train, Opie? Isn't Lane Kiffin still at Fort Atlanta? No, he's at Ole Miss. No, he's not. Yeah, he was. He was. JP, it's also 1038 at night. No, I know. I get it. uh, Out of it here. This is first year Ole Miss, and it's it's a crazy year, Opie. It's fine. We all get get a chance to slip up. Who is there now? I don't know. It's, uh, I know who this is. It's a good question. There's a guy who was at Florida State. Willie Taggart? Willie Taggart? Is that who's, is that who's there? I'm pretty sure it okay. is. Yeah, it is Willie Taggart. I just 
Googled it real quick. So they just uh, keep rolling through some washed-up coaches, but here we go. All right, who's our next one, Jay? All right. Next is Alabama and Tennessee. Uh, Alabama is a 21-point favorite on the road. Uh, I'm going to take Bama um, to cover that spread. I I don't think Tennessee is. And, okay, here, Tennessee's offense is atrocious, but Alabama's defense hasn't been great either. But Bama's still Bama, so I'm taking them to cover that. Yeah, Bama covers the spread in Knoxville, and it's going to be a very sad playing of Rocky Top that night. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next is probably honestly, this could be this is probably the game of the week. Um, uh, maybe maybe besides SMU and Cincinnati, which we'll get to later. Uh, you got Iowa State number seventeen, Iowa State number six, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State at this point is probably the Big Twelve's best shot at a college football playoff. Um, I don't want to see them get there. I don't care that much that a Big 12 team gets in the playoff for conference per- conference perception, to be honest. But I'd like to see them still stay undefeated. Plus, it's always good if Iowa State can get a loss in, um, in the Big 12 play so that we have a better shot at getting to the championship game. Um, but anyways, all that being said, uh, I, Oklahoma State's only a three-and-a-half point favorite at home. But I'm going to take them to cover that spread. I think they win by double digits. I think they win by ten. I was going to say, I take them to cover it as well. I was thinking somewhere in that 7 to 10 point range. I think they score late and kind of pull away, maybe do push it to that double digits. Mm. But Oklahoma State covers the spread. Okay, and then next we're going to go through uh, these other ones before we get to Notre Dame and Pittsburgh because that was going to be the next one up. Um, Penn State, Indiana. Got Penn State as a six and a half point favorite on the road. Uh, I'm going to take Penn State in that one. Indiana's, Indiana's an underrated team, but Penn State, again, I think will just be overwhelmed, too overwhelming for them. I was going to say, if it was almost any other Big Ten team besides for Penn State or Ohio State, I would really consider Indiana in this game. But Penn State is going to win that one, and I think they cover the spread. Yeah. Okay, next we got Virginia Tech and Wake Forest. Virginia Tech is a nine-point. Um, I, I hope I did. Did I say Penn State was an underdog? I meant, I, I meant favorite. Sorry about that. Uh, Virginia Tech is a nine-point favorite on the road at Wake Forest. I think Virginia Tech covers that. They have one of the best running backs in the country, um, and I think he's probably going to still do what he's been doing all year. I am going to take Virginia Tech. But I don't think they cover the spread. Oh, really? I will take the sub nine point victory for Virginia Tech. Okay. Uh, next, Michigan, Minnesota. Another ranked game. Uh, Michigan is a three point favorite. I think that's going to be another big game to watch. I think a lot of game that, you know, people just in general, college football in general, are going to have their eyes on is a 7 30 game. ABC, so um, keep your eyes peeled for that one. I'm going to take Michigan to cover the spread, I think, but not by much. I mean, I think they win at most by a touchdown. 
Okay, I'll flip it. Minnesota wins this one in Minneapolis mm. by seven points or less. Like that. Like that. I can see that. I can see that happening for sure. PJ Fleck is going to get him rowing the boat, and the boys will rowing, go to victory. Rowing the boat. Um, next, we got Miami and Virginia. Uh, Miami is on the cusp of being in the top 10 again after taking that huge L to Clemson. Um, and the U is back? Question mark? Uh, we'll see. No. They, they got a transfer <laughs> quarterback, and after this year, who knows what they have. Um, That's true. But Virginia is 1-3, and three, not doing that hot this year after an ACC championship appearance last year. Um, looks like they're rebuilding. I'm going to take Miami for the spread. I think they're going by 14. The spread is 12 and a half. I'll also take Miami and the spread. I think they win 14 to 17 points, just like you did. Awesome. All right. Next up, this is the other game I said could be the game of the week as well. Maybe Oklahoma State and Iowa State may be more appealing to some people, but you got Cincinnati and SMU in an American Conference showdown. Um... Both teams are undefeated. Uh, SMU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home um, against Cincinnati. I am going to take Cincinnati, and not an upset by rankings, but upset by the spread, and say that um, Cincinnati is going to win by seven. Uh, just because I live here in Tulsa, and I know that their game last week against Tulsa was canceled for COVID reasons, I know that they haven't practiced in a while, so I'm also going to go against you on this one. I'll take SMU, and I'll have them cover the spread against Cincinnati here. Um, But that's, I think, the only reason why I'm going to take SMU over Cincinnati is the fact that Cincinnati really hasn't practiced for the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then lastly, you got BYU against Texas State. BYU is about 28 28 and a half point favorite home. Uh, I I don't think that's too much, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna say they win by 21. I'm taking against the spread. I picked against BYU earlier this year, did not work out for me. Very bad first pick of the year from me. So I will go ahead and I'll take BYU to cover the spread here. Awesome. And uh, try and redeem myself. Okay, real quick, let's both try to give five-minute synopsis of our games, if five minutes or less, and then we'll, let's get out of here and call it a night. Uh, I'll go first, since mine is the unranked game, unfortunately, um, of the week. It just is what it is, because Oklahoma, until they probably, if they win this weekend, I think they'll sneak back in, but... Um, we are six and a half point favorites on the road at TCU. TCU's one and two currently. Um, their two losses have come to um, Kansas State last week and also Iowa State. And both of those games have been close. TCU lost by three to Iowa State and they lost by seven to Kansas State. So they've played three ranked teams at this point um, and they're one and two. So they've had you know a tough schedule at this point. Really, if you look at it, the first four games of their schedule is pretty brutal as far as conference play goes. You're going to play probably the four best, at this point, the four four of the top five teams in the conference 
with Oklahoma State coming at the tail end of it. Um, but anyways, you know, TCU's defense is always tops in the conference except for last year when Oklahoma was. Um, crazy, believe it or not. But TCU's always typically had, has a stout defense with Gary Patterson. Um, they they employ a, a 4-2-5 most of the time. A lot, some, most of the time they drop eight into coverage. Um, that's just what they've always done. Mm-hmm. And so the reason we've been able to beat them so well is either we've had Baker Mayfield who can just who could at one point, and this is why I said what I said earlier, diagnose where he needs to go with the football and carve up a defense that had eight people in play zone. Um, and, or we had Kyler Murray who could do that but also could run. And then we had Jalen Hurts who could run. And that that is going to be the caveat in this game. Is Oklahoma going to be able to run the football? Is the offensive line um, growing enough to where we can say we can have 200 yards on the ground in a game, which in a normal year, you would expect that. You expect 250, almost 300 yards. This year, it, you're going to be calling it close to expect that. Uh, we're averaging 3.7 yards a carry this year, which is the lowest in a Lincoln-Riley offense since he's been here, and the lowest, I think, third lowest that OU's ever had at this point. So, again, these things are all weird. Everything has happened. We don't even have our best running back back because he's in suspension. Which again, screw the NCAA, but whatever. Um, really, if we run the ball, I think we win this game. I think we win it by multiple touchdowns. Uh, TCU is is TCU, but you know we're Oklahoma, and I think we're we are still uber talented, just like I feel like LSU is. Uh, but it's just you know we're we are rebuilding, we're relearning things in the COVID year, and we didn't have fall camp, and we've had to take a couple games to get that figured out, and I think we will. Um, and really, it's probably going to come down, too, to our defense, what they can do with Max Duggan. Max Duggan is um, a poor – I won't say that Max Duggan's a poor man, Johnny Manziel. Um, he runs really well, um, but he has the he has the ability to throw the football decently enough, too. But he's super fast, super dynamic yeah. um, athlete. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to do a good job spying him, making sure we keep him in the pocket, making sure he doesn't bust for big plays. Um, he did that last year against us a lot. So we're just going to see the defense's progression. Um, like I said, I it has us as six and a half point favorites. Uh, I think that's pretty fair and reasonable. I think that, I think that we cover it, though, and I, I would say we, I would hope we win by double digits by 10. Uh, best case scenario, I think worst case scenario – it's another Iowa State Kansas State game where we're up and then we end up, you know, falling towards the end. And I think the theme of this year has just been consistency with OU. So hopefully, um, we're consistent and we uh, come out ready to play at twelve o'clock this Saturday and give the Horn Frogs their third loss of the year. I think I just lost you for a half second at the end there. Oh, that's all right. Well, uh, it'll come through on the on the podcast as regular. So, okay. Um, I just I just said that you know. Hopefully, we're gonna be ready to go at twelve o'clock, and uh, we're going to give TCU their third loss this year. All right, there we go. You said six and a half point favorites for OU. Yep. I will go ahead and take OU to cover that spread and pick up 
a win against the Horned Frogs of Texas Christian. Yes. So we will go Notre Dame at Pittsburgh. Um, Notre Dame's defense has been outstanding on third downs this year, giving up just 21 or allowing teams to convert on just 21% of third down opportunities. That's second in the nation. But on the contrary, the offense has been absolutely miserable on third downs, and they're currently 13th in the ACC on third down conversion rate, and that is not good in a conference of 14 teams. Um, Pittsburgh's run defense has been a lot better than anybody that Notre Dame has faced so far. Their pass rush is outstanding as well. Um, Pitt has only given up 100 yards on the ground twice this year, and Louisville has the most rushing yards in any game against them so far with 116. So it'll be interesting to see what the Notre Dame backfield can do as that's been the strong point of the offense to this point so far. I think it'll be a lot of checkdowns from Ian Book to Michael Meyer and some of the other uh, running backs and Tommy Tremble and just finding guys in the 0-5 to five yard range for short dumps and trying to move the sticks a little bit. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh's defense does lead to or does take away the ball very well. They have 11 takeaways so far. So it'll be very interesting to see if Notre Dame can take care of the football and not make a whole lot of mistakes against this team. Yeah. Notre Dame comes into this as a ten and a half point favorite, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm gonna take Notre Dame against the spread. Okay. So I think they only win this by three to seven points. I don't think wow. they're able to pull out an eleven plus point victory over Pittsburgh. Mm. I mean, I really hope I'm wrong, but. I will take Notre Dame against the spread. I, you know, and I guess you would say that if last week is in the indication, right? Like, I know the Cardinals have been been in a couple of tough games, and they they could be better than what their one and three record suggests. But right, you know, reality is they're still one and three, right? And like, you're you're supposed to be a number at last week. Now you're number three. Last week you're supposed to be a number four team in the country, and. You know, beating a team by five points and only scoring 12 points, like, that's not a good look. Um, and, you know, that's something that I know, you know, as a Notre Dame fan, has been typical, like, inconsistency, especially offensively. Um, and, you know, with a team like Pittsburgh, who's notoriously been pretty tough on you guys, I think that you're spot on. Um, yeah. And I think that it is going to be tough for you guys to cover that spread. Um, so, I you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to say that I think Brian Kelly hopefully has you guys trying to play like a number three team in the country. I'm going to say that you cover it, and I'm going to say you win by 14. Uh, now that's maybe wishful thinking to you, but I, I'm I'm hopeful in you guys, and I'm hopeful in the Notre Dame that I feel like we've seen play and the potential that you guys may be in, and hopefully – 
you guys show growth from last week to this week. If not, then moving forward, you may not be able to say you guys are a contender, but we'll just have to see. So I, I'll, be, I'll go back on what I said. I do think it'll be a very close game. But at the same point, I will say this. It'll be either a Notre Dame wins by two type game or Notre Dame wins by 52 type game. Yeah. It's going to be something between the Louisville game or something like the Louisville game or something like the South Florida game. Yeah. There's no real middle ground in my opinion. And you'll either get a very, very dominant 52 to nothing win or you'll just barely squeak something out. Yeah. So it just depends on kind of which Notre Dame team decides to make the flight out to Heinz Field this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Completely agree, dude. Um, yeah, I guess hopefully we're both happy on Saturday night <laughs> and both of our teams have dubs. It's all you can, all you can really hope for at this point, so... I was just say, as long as they go one to zero on Saturday, we'll both be fairly happy. Big facts. Um, yeah. So you, there, you guys have it. Um, we'll be back with it next week, and um, I promise, I promise, there will be an episode next week. We'll make it happen. Um, but yeah, some th- way or another, there will be an episode next there week. There will. Thanks for thanks for sticking with us. Um, Stay tuned. I know. I know. We've been talking about big things, and um, we still got them coming. It's just you know this is a crazy year, man, and people's schedules are different. So stay tuned and um, stick with us, and we're we're excited for the future. And as always, like Opie says, Brahms, go ahead and sponsor us. Uh, my, you know my that my Twitter handle red is velvet brownie ice cream at Indy underscore sooner. Right. I mean. Hit us up, you know what I mean, on the on the page, Irish underscore sooner as well. Uh we're here for all your needs. We can we can roll out. You can use us as test guinea pigs on your new ice cream flavors. Doesn't matter. We'll roll it out. Whatever you want. Just let us know. Whatever you need, I'm your man. Facts. I got you. Big facts. Alright, guys. Well I've got plenty of freezer space for new ice cream flavors. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, sure you do. So do we. We just got we got a new fridge. Uh from my mother hey. from my mother in law and it's way nicer and newer than my old fridge, which was like fifty years old probably. Not that old, but it was <laughs> it was just so loud all the time. Um but yeah. Thanks guys. Uh love y'all. Opie, you got anything? Nope. Love you. Love you all that listen to us. If we can ever do anything to help you guys, you just need to talk. Feel free. Let us know. Period. But as always, go Irish. And boomer sooner.